Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway on 630KHOW, Denver's talk station. Like the and run now, brother, because you ain't got a lot of time. Don't you act surprised when it all goes to hell. So you, you got to check this out. This is wild, okay? This is wild. Um, Miranda Devine, who we've had on the program, and we're going to get her on again this week, uh, reporting for the New York Post. New emails show that Dr. Anthony Fauci commissioned scientific paper in February 20th to disprove the Wuhan lab leak theory. Now, that sounds, well, does that, what does that sound like to you? Does that, first of all, if you're a scientist, remember, this is the guy that represents science. He said he was science. I am science. So are we supposed to go into a, a paper or, or are we supposed to go into a study assuming the outcome of the study? Or is that really science? If we're like, oh, do a paper to prove I'm right. But here's the crazy part of the story. By the way, 630 K out Denver's talk station. I'm Leland Conway. Hope you had a great weekend. I had a fantastic one. Fantastic. Um, you can text the show directly, 57739, 57739, text Leland to 57739. If you haven't had a chance to hear it yet, you go back and listen to Friday's uh, Twisted View. We talked about how women are not good drivers, not as good at drivers as men. And I know it's like National Women's History Month, and so like we're going to get in trouble for it, but whatever. I'll post a link. It'll be fun. Um, my wife will admit that she's not as good a driver as me. I'm just telling you right now. Anyway, got to hear that. It was fun. We had a blast. And all the ladies thought we were idiots. And that's cool, too. You're allowed to do that. Anyway, check that out at iHeartRadio's podcast. Anyway, back to this. Okay, so new emails uncovered by House Republicans probing the COVID-19 pandemic reveal the deceptive nature of Dr. Anthony Fauci. They show he, quote, prompted or commissioned and had final approval on a scientific paper written specifically in February 2020 to disprove the theory that the virus leaked from the lab in Wuhan, China. Eight weeks later, Dr. Fauci stood at a White House press conference alongside President Donald Trump and cited the paper as evidence that the lab leak theory theory was implausible while pretending it had nothing to do with him and he did not know the authors of the study. Remember, remember he commissioned the study. He, He asked for the study. This gets worse. Oh, my word, does this get worse. And there's massive implications here. Because why does it matter where the the virus came from? Less about, I agree with my friend Ross Kaminsky over on KOA, the big mansion. We're in the double wide trailer here, but he's over on the big mansion. But he tweeted yesterday and I retweeted it. And I gotta give him full credit for this. But he was like, look, it's less important where it came from than the fact that we tried to cover up and the implications of that, Right. There were reasons for why they wanted to cover this up. And the reasons why they wanted to cover this up, that it was from the lab, not so much because it had anything to do with 
Well, it did have to do with China, but not so much because it had anything to do with China as it had to do with them as well. In other words, there's culpability for China here, but there's also culpability for Fauci himself because he's the guy. Nothing happens at the NIH without him knowing. He's not the head of the NIH, but he's high enough up. And this organization paid for gain-of-function research that deliberately manipulated this virus and made it into what it is, and then it leaked out. And if you don't believe me, there's more in this story from Miranda Devine on New York Post. Get this. So, so he gets up and he stands next to President Trump and he says, hey, there's a paper that just came out and it's evidence that the lab leak theory was implausible and he pretends he doesn't know its authors. Quote, there was a study recently, he told reporters, April 17th, 2020, when asked if the virus could have come from a Chinese lab, quote, where a group of high quali- highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences in bats as they evolve and the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now in totally consistent uh, it is now totally consistent with a jump of species from animal to human. Now, this is a lie. This was a bold-faced lie. Fauci knew this was a lie. We know that that's not the case. But he told the lie anyway. He said, quote, so the paper will be available. I don't have the authors right now, but we can make it available to you. So he's like pretending, I, I don't know who these guys are. I don't know anything about this, but we'll make it available to you. The paper was titled, according to the New York Post, The Proximal Origin of SARS-CoV-2. It was sent to Fauci for editing. The authors of the paper, which Fauci requested, he went to scientists that he knew and he said, I need you to do me a little favor here. We got to cover up that we got this thing created through gain of function. So I need a paper that proves it didn't come from a lab, even though we know it did. And he was sent the paper for editing. He was sent the study to edit it in draft form for final approval before it was published in Nature Medicine on February 17, 2020. The dude had final approval of the paper he pretended to know nothing about except that it was out. Now, they say where there's smoke, there's fire, right? You know what I'm talking about? They say where there's smoke, there's fire. How much smoke is this? How much smoke is this? You have you have strong evidence. Because this guy goes up in front of reporters and pretends to not know who the authors are of a study he commissioned and had editing access to. This is the same guy that admitted to the New York Times that he lied to the American people because he was trying to achieve a government goal and he didn't care about the truth. It was a noble lie. This dude is, it's not just that he's corrupt, guys. He's an absolute criminal. He doesn't just need to lose his pension. He needs to go to freaking jail. The House Oversight Committee, subcommittee, published the emails on Sunday in which the paper's co-author, Dr. Kistane Anderson, admits Fauci prompted him to write the paper with the goal to disprove the lab leak theory. Now, this is interesting because this, this, the the paper was sent in draft form for final approval before it was published. It was written four days after Fauci and his NIH boss, Dr. Francis Collins, held a call with the four authors to discuss reports that COVID-19 may have leaked from a Wuhan lab and, quote, may have been intentionally genetically manipulated. They were trying to get out ahead of this. 
On February 12, 2020, Anderson submitted the paper to Nature Medicine with a cover email, quote, there has been a lot of speculation, fear-mongering, and conspiracies put forward in this space. This paper was prompted by Jeremy Farah, Tony Fauci, and Francis Collins. They asked us to do this paper, is what they're saying. Farrar, then head of British nonprofit Wellcome Trust, get this, which has historic ties to the pharmaceutical industry and the Gates Foundation was rewarded with the plum roll of chief scientist at the World Health Organization last December. Oh my God. On the day the proximal origin paper was published, emails show Farrar pushing through a crucial change. Quote, sorry to micromanage and microedit, but would you be willing to change one sentence? Farrar's change, according to Divine, was to replace the word unlikely with improbable. Now, this is key. Unlikely means unlikely, but possible. Through a certain set of circumstances, it could have happened. That's what unlikely means. Um, it is unlikely that I would ever eat a hot dog with mustard or with ketchup on it. But under a certain set of circumstances that could be imagined, it might happen even if I don't like it or want to do it. Unlikely. But improbable has a whole different meaning altogether. Improbable means, and Divine writes this in her post, having a probability too low to inspire belief, unbelievable, even ridiculous. That's what Fauci and friends wanted us to think of the lab leak theory that looked probable from the get-go. As one dissenting scientist said at the time, and looks more probable by the day. The question of why Fauci went to such an effort to obscure the origins of COVID-19 is a major focus of the GOP-led committee. Here's why he went to such effort. I'm just going to tell you. It was because he probably had something to do with the going around President Obama's ban on gain-of-function research. He probably had something to do with that. This man is so arrogant. This man is so narcissistic. He probably decided on his own volition that this kind of research has to happen in order to save the planet. And in so doing, a virus got created that never would have or probably wouldn't or many, 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 many years down the road when we had medical advancements would have happened but wasn't about to happen anytime near soon and it got unleashed on the world and millions of mammals and papals died early because of it. That's what they're trying to cover up. And the fallout goes downhill from there. Think about, I was at a coffee shop this morning and there was a lady sitting outside with a mask on outside no one else around and I was like this is what they've done to us this is what they've done to us people are walking around scared of something that's only slightly worse than the flu like legit terrified of it your kids lost a couple of years of developmental growth I mean just all of it so that these people in the elite can get away with stuff like this so that big pharma can profit so that orange man bad has to go away? All of this was done to you and me. So that these people wouldn't have to pay the consequences for what they did. This is incredible. 
All right, text the show. Text Leland, 57739-57739. Leland, do you think Fauci would approve us naming him the catalyst of COVID gate? No, I don't think he would approve it. But is he? You know what's interesting? I was listening to Russell Brand on Joe Rogan this last week, and it just so happens he went on Bill Maher. And John Holloman uh, from MSNBC was kind of defending... Uh, they were they were the, the whole purpose of this this panel was that they were going after Fox News. Um, that Fox News was so biased, it was pathetic, it was terrible, it was the end of journalism. And Russell Brand is a liberal. He's a leftist. But he is one of those guys that's just kind of how do I put this? He's kind of figured some stuff out about the movement that he's been birthed from, right? The political movement. And he's one of those intellectually honest people. Like I can respect him. I don't agree with him on certain things politically, but I can respect the hell out of him because I know he's thought it through and I know it's genuine and it's authentic and he's not doing it for talking points because he's actually challenging the talking points of his own political side. And he's literally staying true to what used to be the leftist thought process about some of these things, which is where some of my deep friendships with certain people on the left have developed from because they've held true to this. And that is our shared common belief in free speech, our shared common belief in freedom of expression and religion, and our, our shared common belief in a powerful, strong, um, challenging press corps that challenges the powers that be not tramples on average everyday people. And he went on Bill Maher and he was arguing with John Helleman and John Helleman was saying, no, 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 no. Fox news is way worse than MSNBC. And he challenged him and Helleman was like, give me one example. Give me one example of MSNBC saying something that they knew was a lie. Do you have a single, you have a single actual fact? Do you want an example? Do you want an example? The ludicrous, outrageous criticisms of Joe Rogan around ivermectin, re- deliberately referring to it as a horse non, medicine when they know it's an effective non medicine. Yeah, that, what about Rachel Maddow turning up on the TV saying, if you take well, this vaccine, you're not going to get it when it hasn't been clinically trialed for transmission? You have to listen. Wait, Do you think you can improve America by determinedly and avowedly condemning Fox News without acknowledging that you're participating in the same game? I, Did you not? Not just listen to Bernie Sanders, <laughs> someone who plainly, legitimately believes in this country and believes it's possible to change, but is bound by corruption, is bound by the lobbying system. Surely it's clear to you, Bill, as one of the great pundits and experts and comic voices, that systemic change is required. Money has to be taken out of politics. We need new political systems that genuinely represent ordinary Americans so that we can overcome cultural differences. And bickering about which propagandist network is the worst (laughs) is not going to save a single American life, not improve the life of a single American child, not going to improve America's standing in the world, and the world needs a strong America. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. So you have an obligation, a duty not to condemn these people. Wow. Wow. Arguing about which propaganda piece is worse than the other is not going to save a single American life. 
Later, he went after the elites. So may I say something? Please, please, if they inconvenience you, I I'll stop saying them. The pandemic created at least 40 new big pharma billionaires. Pharmaceutical corporations like Moderna and Pfizer made $1,000 of profit every second from the COVID-19 <laughs> vaccine. More than wow. two-thirds of Congress received campaign funding from pharmaceutical companies in the 2020 election. Pfizer chairman Albert Baller told Time magazine in July 2020 that his company was developing a COVID vaccine for the good of humanity, not for money. And of course, Pfizer made $100 billion dollars okay. in profit right. in 2022 right. and may i just mention that finally and these are this is also a fact that you the american public funded the development of that the german public funded the BioNTech vaccine when it came to the profits they took the profits when it came to the funding you paid for the funding it's difficult not okay, to but i i will just add one thing it is possible that these are Reading capitalists what, made a lot of money, yes. and also there are a lot of people who did need the vaccine. Yes, there I'm are not a lot fearing. of people who did need the vaccine. I, I did never wanted to be told I was one of them right. who had to take it, but there are lots of people who needed that vaccine and would be dead without it. That's, that is true too. Bill, that is true too. More facts. All I'm querying is this. Yes. Is if you have right. an economic system in which pharmaceutical companies benefit hugely from medical emergencies, where a military-industrial okay. complex benefits from war, where energy companies benefit from energy crises, you are going to These generate right. states of perpetual crisis yes. where the interests of ordinary and, and, people well, yes. separate from the interests of the elite. And, wow. <laughs> I mean, can you say he's wrong about any of that? I mean, look at us right now encouraging and fanning the flames of war in Ukraine instead of trying to bring about a peaceful solution. Look at us right now cutting off the supply of energy instead of actually going after the energy. And look at what he said about the profiting of Big Pharma. I mean, is it possible that if Big Pharma doesn't have to pay for the development of medications, doesn't have any liability for whether they work or not, and gets the government to force people to take it? Isn't it possible that they could, it, they could, in fact, enjoy a situation in which, and encourage a situation in which there is a perpetual emergency whereby we need to continue to be forced to take their stuff? I mean, that is, that is wild. So all of that connecting back to the Fauci emails that have come out now. And the thing that bothers me the most about this story, and I, I'm just I'm just being as authentic as I can with you because this this bothers me beyond I don't really have words that the FCC will allow me to say to quantify how much this bothers me. Outside of the New York Post and conservative talk radio of which I'm a part, there are no media outlets even interested in this incredible blockbuster scandal. That is stunning, and it's terrifying. Speaking of which, funny joke on SNL misses its own audience. We'll explain why. Lots more to come today. 630K How, Denver's Talk Station.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And now back to more Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway on 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. All right, so Woody Harrelson was on Saturday Night Live, and he told a joke about uh, Big Pharma, and it seemed to fall flat with the audience because I don't think the audience actually got the joke. And start reading. Okay, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea <laughs> being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. Anyway, it's a... Like, what? Like, okay, am I wrong? Am I wrong, B-Large? Did that not sound like the crowd was like, uh, I don't really get it. <laughs> they were they because they're brain dead. They're Saturday Night Live audience. They don't understand. They don't even realize what's been done to them. Fascinating. Anyway, all right. Okay, I want to get into some other stuff here. Coming up in the show, uh, Deion Sanders is at the center of something he probably doesn't want to be at the center of. He just wants to coach football at uh, Colorado or the University of Colorado. Uh, but the Freedom from Religion Foundation has decided that his Christianity and prayers with the team are unacceptable. We're going to get into that next hour, plus Colorado Democrats working to ban uh, assault weapons sales in the state of Colorado. We'll get into that as well. Uh, but first of all, Bernie Sanders, this this was interesting. Bernie Sanders was on uh, Bill Maher this weekend, and he was asked a question like equality versus equity, right? Like we all know what the difference is between the two, right? Equity is how much value you have in your house over the leftover mortgage. Oh, wait, no, no, sorry. No, equity in terms of politics is everybody should have the same outcomes, equal outcomes, right? Equality is that we all have the same opportunity, right? We all have the same chance to see if our talents, our skills, and our work ethic can achieve something big. Bernie Sanders was asked about the difference between the two, and here's what he said. Equality, like it's the same word, and it's not the same word in the same concept. So how would you differentiate between equity and equality? Well, equality, we talk about, uh, I don't know what the answer to that is. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> okay, look it. I've always kind of, I'm just going to tell you, I've always kind of, I don't want to say, listen, I don't support anything Bernie Sanders does politically. The guy's a loafer and a goof. And he's an idiot. He's always been an idiot. But I think he's authentic. I think that's what that's why people kind of like him a little bit because I think he's authentic. And like, when's the last time you told him you heard a politician go? I don't really know what the answer to that question is. But that that part aside, shouldn't he? 
since he's promoting democratic socialism? Shouldn't he know what that means? Shouldn't he know what the two basic words, right? Like we all agree with equality, right? Like I agree with equality of opportunity. I don't care about the color of people's skin. I don't care what their religion is. I don't care what their sexual orientation is, what they identify as. I don't, I don't care about any of that stuff. What I care is, can you do the job? Can you do the job and can you get results? That's what I care about. And Bernie Sanders should know the difference between equality and equity because a lot of people on his side of the political hour are pushing not for equality because we have that under the law. They're pushing for equity. They're pushing for equal outcomes. That if you and I set our hand to the same task, that the outcome is the same regardless of our differences between each other, right? Like you can be lazy and I can be a hard worker and they expect the same outcome in terms of reward, right? Like you are lazy. And so you just don't do the work. You don't get prepared. You don't bring all the parts you need. You don't know how you don't have the education. You don't do what needs to be done. I, on the other hand, have put in the effort, put in the time, put in the preparation, brought the right tools, brought the right parts, know my stuff. I get it done in a short amount of time. They want both of us to get the same paycheck. You didn't even accomplish the job. You didn't even complete the job, but you should get the same paycheck as I do under equity. Despite all of the effort and investment and risk and everything else that I put into it under equity, you don't put any of that stuff in, but you get the same results. That's equity. It's vastly unfair. Now, Bernie Sanders, to his credit, doesn't agree with equity once he understands what the concept is. Come to think of it, you know, uh, equality is equality of opportunity. Right? We live in a society we want all people right. to have whatever color your skin is. Equity, I think, is more a guarantee of outcome, is it not? I, yeah, think, I think so. I think that's okay. Fine. So, which do you come? Which side do you come down on? Oh, uh, equality. Equality. Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, equality. Okay. So he ultimately eventually gets the answer quasi right, except that he's actually for equity in a lot of ways, just maybe a modified version of it, because he also was on British television. And listen to this. You have the top 1% owning more wealth than the bottom 92%. Wow. And during the pandemic, what you saw is while working people went to work and died, mm. keeping the economy going, billionaires became much richer. And in America today, a lot of people don't know this, over 60% of our people are living paycheck to paycheck. Mm. I don't know if that phrase resonates. Sure. Mm. Yes, yeah. it means they go to work, they come back, they got nothing. People can't afford housing, they can't afford childcare. Mm. Our healthcare system is different than yours. Ours is a total disaster. Okay, hold on a second. He's talking to people in Britain, dude. Theirs is a total disaster. You have to wait like two years to get knee surgery in Great Britain. Come on, man. Come on, look at the results. And we spend twice as much on health care as you do, and yet we have 85 million people who are uninsured or underinsured. Kids can't afford to go to college, or they leave school yeah. deeply in debt. So, Bernie, should these multi-billionaires be forced to share the wealth? Is that your frustration? Damn right they should. And I think we have got to say, look, you work How? hard. Uh, one, one second. You work hard. You start a business. You make money. Fine. Become rich. But there's got to be a limit. Do you really need $50 billion, $100 billion. Where are you going to spend that money? How many homes, how many islands are you going to own? So, you know, people work on... Would you on... tax them? Would you get Absolutely. I mean, we should have a progressive tax system which says to billionaires, you're going to pay your fair share of taxes. In my own view, to be honest with you, may sound radical. I don't think we need billionaires. You want to be rich? That's fine. Take good care of your family. Buy five homes. But you don't need 50 Isn't homes. Isn't it interesting that his five homes limit 
is just one more than he owns. Isn't it interesting? And Bernie Sanders used to complain about millionaires and billionaires. I, I got to tell you, uh, I got to tell you, these millionaires and billionaires, they don't need to be, they don't, you don't need a million dollars. If you have a million dollars, why you have more money than you, right? But, and then, then all of a sudden he kind of like woke up and he was like, oh crap, I'm a millionaire and I own four houses. So now it's the billionaires. The billionaires, those these billionaires. We don't need any. We don't need any. But he sounds like the Aardvark from the Ant and the Aardvark ca- ca- cartoons. Well, what is it? Well, what are we gonna do here? Um, <laughs> it's like, what are you? What are you talking about? Five homes. Who the hell are you, Bernie Sanders? Who the hell are you to tell me how many homes I'm allowed to own? How many homes I'm allowed to buy? How how I'm gonna get? Whether I decide to get wealthy, as you say, it's okay for me to do. Thank you very much for that permission. Uh, maybe I'm gonna do that by buying properties. Maybe maybe I do that by buying properties because it's the smartest and easiest way to get rich. You let other people pay off the loans to the bank for you. It's great. It's smart. It's wonderful, and it requires innovation, effort, risks. You only see the outcome. That guy owns 50 properties. How dare he? You didn't see that he's actually on the line. He's on the hook for every one of those 50. If something goes south, he's on the hook for all of them. That's the risk. That's why the payout is more. That's why why you become wealthy because you put more risk. You put more investment. You put more effort. You put more time. You put more focus. But he's billionaires. We don't need any billionaires. So I, I... in a way, he kind of does believe in equity, but just up to a point. I love the sliding scale of these intellectually dishonest jack wagons. The sliding scale. Oh, I'm a millionaire now, so, you know, it's not the same. I'm not. I got I to gotta make sure that the millionaires are not included in my anger and my malice. Um, the world does need billionaires. It needs billionaires who become billionaires not through crookery, criminality, and corruption, but it does need billionaires. It needs billionaires who become billionaires because of innovation, because they found that thing that everybody needs and can provide it at a fair price in a quick manner with an acceptable level of quality. That's the kind of billionaires the world needs, and it needs as many of them as we want to make because there isn't the finite, that's the problem. Where these guys come from is that there's a finite economic pie. That every time B-Large makes a dollar, that's a dollar I can't go make. And that's bull crap. It's total bull malarkey. If B-Large is making lots of dollars, he's not taking dollars away from me. I might have something I can sell him where he will use those dollars to give those dollars to me where I meet a need that he had he now has the ability to afford solving that need, and now he's sharing his dollars with me through a cooperative arrangement that has to do with freedom and the exchange of currency in exchange for services or goods. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome, and it's pretty simple, and it's pretty straightforward. And I, the, the problem that we have here is that credence is given to idiots like Bernie Sanders because, one, we no longer teach real economics in school. So kids don't know. And so they buy, it's really easy. Like it's really easy to fall for this sort of populist garbage to say, we don't, we don't need these billionaires, right? 
it's easy to be like, yeah, they have more than me. That's not fair. What's hard is to intellectually look at yourself and go, did I, did I work as hard as I was supposed to? Did I, did I educate myself? Did I prepare? Did I do those right things? Um, I got more to say on this one here in just a little bit. Also, we have a social dilemma. What to do about a neighbor's dog pooping in your grass? It's hard to believe these people are still out there, but they are, in fact, still out there. Unbelievable. That's coming up. 630K How Denver's Talk Station. I love this. You have the top 1% owning more wealth than the bottom 92%. Wow. And during the pandemic... How much risk do the bottom 92% take? I mean, I'm just asking. I mean, how much risk do they take? What you saw is while working people went to work and died, Mm. keeping the economy going, billionaires became much richer. What caused that, by the way? Let's examine this for a second. What caused that? His party's policy of shutting down small businesses and leaving woke big corporations open. I'm never gonna. I would, you know, I mentioned earlier. I was listening to Joe Rogan with uh, Russell Brand earlier this week over the weekend as I was driving, and Joe Rogan brought it up again: forgiveness for all of this pandemic stuff. And I, I cannot go there. Like I can absolutely forgive you if you were an idiot and you fell for this stuff because you were afraid. I get it, man. First two weeks, I thought this whole thing was going to be. I thought this was it. My wife and I watched. Uh, shoot, was it? Outbreak, the one with Dustin Hoffman. Is that the movie? Yeah, Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman. We watched it huddled in our basement. And then we got done and we were like, crap, man. We got to watch another episode of Tiger King because we got to get out of this. This this is depressing. We're all going to die. We're all going to die for the first two weeks. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is, for a lot of people, not not even that much worse than the flu. Right? And uh, I was like, I got I to gotta check this out. And then, then we start to realize two weeks to slow the spread was bull crap. And then they started shutting down mom and pops. But they said you could still go to Target. You still go to Wally World. Still go to Lowe's. So what did these places become? Super spreader locations. But these are big woke companies. So rather than spread out and going to help support mom and pop in this hard time, Nah, we're going to shut them down. That's what caused this huge, massive difference. Yeah, if you take crony capitalist organizations like these big box stores that do whatever the Wokies tell them to do so that they can get another government handout, and then they get super-duper rich, don't blame capitalism, dude, because that ain't capitalism. And in America today, a lot of people don't know this, over 60% of our people are living paycheck to paycheck. That's that's true. And you know why that is? Because of inflation caused by his party's policies. Because people's hour is less valuable now than it was three years ago when, coincidentally, Orange Man Bad was in office. I don't know if that phrase resonates. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, it means they go to work, they come back, they got nothing. People can't afford housing. They can't afford childcare. Our healthcare system is different than yours. Ours is a total disaster. By the way, Bernie Sanders is living proof how great America is. The dude owns four houses. He's a millionaire, and he has never worked a day in his life. He proves that in America, even a complete dumbass can rise to the level of being a contender for president of the United States. 
He's proof positive that America is the greatest system in the world, despite all of our problems. We spend twice as much on health care as you do, and yet we have 85 million people who are uninsured or underinsured. Kids can't afford to go to college or they leave school yeah. deeply in debt. So, Bernie, should these multi-billion... Again, what's causing the college debt issue? Colleges know the government backs the loans. They produce majors that do not pay off because they need more customers and more options for their customers who are going to borrow the money from the government. It's a cycle. You start a business, you make money, fine, become rich. But there's got to be a limit. Do you really need $50 billion, $100 billion? Where are you going to spend that money? How many homes, how many islands are you going to own? How many, okay, if how, how many billions does Tesla or to Tesla does uh, does uh, Elon Musk have? Is it like two hundred and something billion? He's the world's richest man. I think it's like two hundred something billion. Look at what he's accomplished with his money. The dude, by the way, sold all of his possessions because he wanted to focus on his work. He doesn't even have the big. He doesn't have as many houses as Bernie Sanders has. He lives in a rental. He does not have as many houses as Bernie Sanders has. But look at what he's doing with his money. He's investing it in innovative projects like SpaceX. He bought Twitter so he could restore free speech. That's a good thing, right? He made electric cars halfway cool. And now the left hates him because he bought Twitter to restore free speech. Like, this world is messed up. How in the world do we get to this place where a, a guy who's neither Republican nor Democrat buys a, a tech company, a big tech company that is suppressing free speech. I thought the left would be all for that. And he becomes the enemy of the left. He gives up and sells all his possessions, but he makes electric cars cool, which the left loves. And he's simultaneously single-handedly winning the space race for the United States of America without any, ta well, without many tax dollars. He does get tax dollars, but still we're getting a benefit from it. What would he do if he... Just had a couple million that Bernie Sanders thinks is okay. Deion Sanders under scrutiny for prayers at the University of Colorado. We'll tackle this topic next. 630 How Denver Stock Station. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.